Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no South Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another special edition of Achtung Law, a Christmas edition, I suppose you'd call it. Welcome to this pre-Christmas Wednesday afternoon, 23rd of December. I'm just looking at some odds and sods of Mill news to share with you. You've probably picked up all this off of the social media already, so you, I dare say you don't particularly need my view on it. But nevertheless, that's the that's the point and purpose of the podcast, isn't it? News today, this afternoon, that Tottenham are expected to terminate Troy Parrott's season-long loan at Mill, according to a source football inside, and that's reported by Jake Sanders and by Lucas Ball. Um, Jake says here that source is usually fairly reliable. So um, Troy Parrott signed with much fanfare on loan for the season back in, in the summer months um, to go back to, to Spurs in January. Um, if you look at it in the cold, with the cold eyes of the football manager, dear listener, I think probably it makes sense. The boy isn't getting the starts that he will need to develop his career. Um, as I put on Twitter, I, I think he's a talented player, clearly got talent. There are areas of his game that will need to develop. Um, he doesn't track back probably enough for, you know, the hardened eye of, of, uh, of Gary Rowett, I would imagine. Plus, with the advent of the, the Bodvarsson and Bradshaw partnership up front and the hopefully imminent return to fitness of Kenneth Zahor, um, his place in the pecking order is, is moving rapidly downwards and that's no good for him, uh, no good for Spurs because they've loaned him to us with the expectation and probably we all joined in this, didn't we, that he would be a regular first first team pick. And that hasn't come to pass. The injury did to him early in the season didn't help his calls, of course. Um, so just a few starts for Troy Parrott and looks like the, um, the, the story at the Den is not going to be another repeat of Harry Kane. He's going to go back to Spurs and probably out on loan to some other club where, as, as others have posted online, I, I have to join in, but he'll probably hit 10 or 12 goals for somebody else and power them towards a promotion push. But it won't be for Millwall, it seems. So um, thank you to Troy Parrott, uh, Republic of Ireland international, a player of some some talent, but that talent will not be... Um, exploited at Zampa Road, dear listeners, as he looks likely to go back to Spurs imminently. A factor I imagine must be the 
the current delay in mill fixtures due to COVID. Just looking at the London News Online, formerly known as the South London Press. I think I preferred it when it had that more homely name, but London News Online it is, who report that Mill's next two um, championship fixtures. Bizarrely, if you click on the story, which is about COVID-19, being so the fixtures are being delayed by COVID-19, I get a funeral advert. I don't know if that's being tailored to my age group. What do you think, dear listeners? I, I went to the story and it gives me a tailored advert advertising funeral services so um cheered me up no end that is anyway the story is that mills two championship fixtures next two fixtures have been delayed due to positive covid19 tests within the squad the lions had been set to face afc bournemouth of course on boxing day and then controversially and we'll link back to this shortly to host watford due to be live on sky sports three days afterwards um, the Mill will not now be in action before their home game against Coventry on January the 2nd. Um, an, an official statement from the Lions say that individuals who have tested positive and their close contacts are observing a period of self-isolation and the club can't therefore currently take part in, in the upcoming fixtures. In, in a way, I mean, that the pace, the relentless pace of the season, which has this kind of underlying distortion of trying to play regular football in the midst of a, of a pandemic has um it's, it's all been very very odd and it just adds yet more weirdness to the season listeners doesn't it um as it is it's probably to our advantage it does give more time for recovery after a very very hectic period on on the pitch um and it also raises questions as to as to troy parrot's future come january the first so a period of rest and recuperation for the lions much needed as we've said after that recent one-all draw against forest a chance to take stock for for players to to rebuild some, you know, levels of fitness. Um, in, in other news regarding loans, uh, a good story in my opinion. Um, Lions are recalling Danny McNamara from a loan period at St Johnston up in Scotland under Callum Davidson, former assistant to to Gary Rowett. Um, is being recalled. Uh, James Brown is heading upwards to, to Scotland for the second half of the Premiership season up there. Um, Danny McNamara, 21-year-old, has made 18 league appearances north of the border and has been ever-present in that competition for Callum Davison's so size. a Republic of Ireland under-21 international, which I hadn't realised. Uh, he's now coming back and will provide competition for with Marlon Romeo for the right-back position. Um, the Lions intend to send James Brown to St Johnston having previously had loan spells with Carlisle, Lincoln City, and in Scotland with, with Livingston. A player to keep track of, which I keep reading uh, rave reports about, is one Isaac Alofe, who is playing, I believe, for Sutton United at the moment. Um, you know, we haven't exactly looked on fire going forwards. Maybe that's going to change with the return of some of the injured players and now this newfound, you know... Um, are we overplaying it? Gold partnership of, of B&B, of Bob Varson and Bradshaw. Um, let's try and look for the positive. A, a, a partnership that has looked bright in the in the couple of times that we've seen it. Let's hope that will continue. The return of Kenneth Zohoi looked pretty good when uh, we saw him earlier on in the season before he got injured. Perhaps that means that we've got some more fire and energy going forwards. I'd like to see Isaac come back, whether in January or at the end of the season, he he seems to be a player of some promise. I know he's only doing it in the National League, but goals scored are goals scored at whatever level you're playing at. We shall see, dear listeners, shan't we? And finally, in this little um, 
melange of news whilst we're in our Christmas mode. Um, the club have achieved a, 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 an apology um, from Sky Sports for the unfair and biased and frankly uh, appalling coverage given to the Lions on the occasion of the Mill QPR fixture recently. You all saw it. You don't need me to tell you how one-sided that was, how Sky were looking to aggravate an already sensitive situation with their coverage. Um, the club have picked them up on it. So well done to Mill Football Club. Not enough teams do this. The the almighty Sky have their contract with, with the EFL. The EFL really didn't want to... Um, see Mill actually go head-to-head. -head. In a case, they probably couldn't have won uh, by denying Sky access to the Watford game, the, the originally scheduled Watford game just after Christmas. We couldn't have won that legally. Let's not be you know, unrealistic. But I think the mere fact that we've um, gone back at them, the EFL have mediated this agreement, an apology has been made, publicised publicized by the the Millwall side. You won't see this on the Sky Sports side. Don't expect it. Um, you know, we have to be, that word again, realistic. But I think it's an achievement by the Lions to to get this out of Sky Television. The official statement states Mill Football Club can confirm that it has held positive and progressive talks with Sky Sports following a comprehensive and detailed complaint regarding the broadcaster's coverage of its fixture against QPR earlier this month in meetings mediated by the EFL. So the EFL have been dragged into this as mediators. Um, good. That's, that's what they're there for. They might, not, they might not have much time for us, but they've, they've got, they have a function and this is it. Mediated by the EFL, Sky Sports have acknowledged that certain elements of the coverage on the day during their on-air discussion pre-match and the following day were not as fair and balanced as they should have been. They were biased, but that club can't say that. And they've apologised. Mill Football Club has accepted that apology and considers this issue now closed. Mill hopes for a more mutually beneficial relationship with Sky Sports moving forward and no further comment will be made. I can guarantee you one thing, dear listeners, plenty of comment will be made when Sky Sports appear next at the Den because the Lions fans um, have long memories and we do remember who knocks our club in times of stress and we come together on that front. That's one good thing that's come out of this recent period is the coming together of club and fans once again we're at our best when we fight together against the world that really doesn't want us to be in existence so good to see well done Millwall Football Club and um, let's see when Sky Television next come down the den that's going to be an interesting game dear listeners isn't it and just as an aside uh, a non-mill story perhaps although it does link in with the the derby and then the QPR fallouts um, I was interested to see a story on SkySports.com, um, Sky and Kick It Out, the um, the long-running anti-racism uh, charity um, campaigning organisation um, that's been working in football for many, many years. Sky and Kick It Out formed a partnership to fight racism and, and discrimination. Sky will provide the organisation with £3 million of funding over three years. It has partnered with Kick It Out at a, on the Take A Stand initiative launched during England's game against Belgium in October. Um, so support for Kick It Out, which is the, 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 the group that was um, put on the, sh the shirts at the QPR game, contrasting with the Black Lives Matter slogan organisation, whatever you, way, way you want to you view it. Um, so there we are. Um, how that links in with us, I don't know. I don't know anyone's going to be able to say that. But certainly 
support for an anti-racism group can only be a good thing, in my opinion, and by hook or by crook. However we get there, in the end, we get there. So that's all that um, I'm going to say on that particular matter. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to After Normal. So we're going to move along now. Um, I thought I'd put out this show with the little odds and sods, doing it single-handed, as you can hear. Chaps are all on holiday break. They've all got to get um, horribly uh, influenced by alcohol, things like that. So I thought I'd just put out a, a solo album, a bit like um, just me and my guitar, but not quite. So I thought I'd revive, the, again, the old random fixture um, routine, which is always a, a, a popular one. And the random year selected by random.org is 1891, a long, long time ago. Now, bear in mind that the club itself was only formed in 1885. And this match report that I found from the 23rd of December, 1891, in the sporting life, um, is 1891. So just six years after the formation of Mill Rovers, now called Mill Athletic. Uh, and it's a game against Mill Athletic versus the second Scots Guards. Now, I've couldn't find this fixture in the complete record, Richard Lindsay's complete record. It doesn't really start until 1894 in, in league terms. I don't think we were playing league football of any kind at this point. I've had a quick look in the um, the James Murray Lions of the South book, and, and largely speaking, in 1891, December 1891, Mill Athletic would have been playing cup games, various cup competitions. I think this may be... Uh, the Luton Senior Cup or Luton Charity Cup. Can't quite make out which which um, is the correct title. It could be Luton Charity Cup. It could be Luton Senior Cup. Luton as in L-U-T-O-N. 
uh, a fixture against the second Scots Guards, an army unit, and there's a match report, which I thought I'd just read to you, because I, I love these old newspapers. As you know, this is from the British Newspaper Archive, a wonderful, wonderful site, which I subscribe to. Um, it's, it's, it's wonderful stuff. And we're going to come on after the football part of the conversation, on, as it's Christmas, to a dark deed done on the Isle of Dogs at the same time as this particular match played at East Ferry Road. Nowadays, this is that would be the site of the Asda supermarket by Cross Harbour. I know a lot of our listeners work in work in normal times, shall we say, when when work existed, and uh, you know you go on public transport, things of that kind. A lot working in and around Canary Wharf. Well, the old Mill Football Ground, the Athletic Ground, East Ferry Road, is the uh, where the site of the Asda is. There's no trace of it left. But that, I always find it quite a, a weird thought whenever I go past it. Um, so this game, Millwall Athletic versus the second Scots Guards, written in old style. So I'm going to go with it because I think we can handle that, listeners, don't you? So it begins, notwithstanding, which is always a great word. Uh, you don't really use it in real life, but only in legalese. But they've used it in this newspaper report. Notwithstanding the big counter-attraction, viz. the Preston North End versus Royal Arsenal game at, at Plumstead which naturally largely affected the gate at the Millwall Ground, East Ferry Road, on Saturday. Fully 1,300 spectators assembled to witness the match between the above two teams, Millwall versus the second Scots. From the start, the home team manifested a decided superiority, the combined play of Gloke and Withington on the left being quite a treat to witness, whilst Butter, the captain, Banks and McCulloch were also in exceptionally good form. The attack on the Scots stronghold at length re- resulted in a goal, which Glosk secured from a corner, and shortly afterwards Jones headed the ball through off another kick by Gloke, the score at half-time being two to love, two to love, in favour of Millwall, 2-0 at half-time. On crossing over the, the ballast, that's a new word, I'm, uh, oh, I'm crossing over the ball as, as before, sorry. <laughs> Just read that. Crossing over the ball as before. The, the the print and some of these old scans isn't always easy to, to follow. On crossing over the ball as before was nearly always in the second Scots territory. And after some very rapid play, Banks, Jones and Wivington each scored a goal. And the match resulted in an easy win for Millwall by five goals to nil. Uh, the linesman was from the second Scots guards, uh, R. McCall. And T. Willing of Mill Athletic, and the referee was nominated by Tottenham Hotspur, Mr. S. R. Carr. Um, the Mill team in goal, uh, O. Kager. Owen Kager was a great name of the club, I believe. I believe he used to produce the match day programs or a card, Kager's correct cards, they were called. And they were like single um, page prints of the team sheets with adverts. Wonderful things if you ever get a chance to see them. So Cagill was in goal, you've got Lindsay and Earl as the backs, Thompson, Harry Butler captain and Fenton halfbacks, Peter McCulloch and E. Jones on the right, Peter Banks centre, F. Withington and David Gluck on the left. The second Scots Guard were all military, Private Wood in goal, Sergeant Lees and Lieutenant Lowther, the backs, Privates Esther Etterson, Morley and Whittle, halfbacks, Private Wilson, Private McEwen on the right. Private McElhaney in the centre, and Privates Rawcliffe and Islop on the left. Um, as I say, at this time, Mill Athletic were not in any league, so it was largely speaking 
friendly games and cup games. Now, if anyone is old enough, <laughs> like me, to remember the old rugby union um, scores, it used to go from grandstand. When when the, I'm, I'm going back a long time, so younger listeners can probably um, wonder what, what what on earth I'm on about now. But when grandstand used to show the football scores, you used to get like a rolling screen. And if anyone remembers back to those times. They'd have to mix them up with rugby union scores. And in a similar way, in this era of amateurism in rugby union, a lot of the games were just friendly games. There were no, there was no league system in rugby union at that point that evolved later. And in this, in that way, at this time in association football, 1891, um, it was the same. So friendly games, and I think this was a cup game, as I say. I think this is the Luton Senior or Charity Cup, whichever uh, is the correct title, I don't know. <laughs> Achtung, Mehlball. Now, when you search on the British newspaper archive, and I'm going to go off football slightly, that does relate to Millwall, and it does relate uh, to one or two Millwall-related places and people. Um, but whenever you do a search, obviously I search under Millwall, it produces other reports, and I find it utterly, utterly fascinating to see what else pops up when you select a, a Mill, name of Millwall, but also go to a particular year, date and day and one of the other reports that caught my eye and I thought I'm, I'm going to use this because it is Christmas and there's not much in the way of football at the moment to uh, other than the, you know the loss of various players and, and so on uh, to catch our attention but I thought I'm going to I'm going to uh, mention this particular report uh, as odd as it sounds it's from the South Wales Daily News um, and it's this this report was dated Friday December the 11th so shortly before the Millwall 5 Scots Guards nil game that we've just mentioned. This was reported outside of London. Um, and the reason for that is that one of the, 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 the gentlemen involved, in fact, the victim of a stabbing in at the Mill docks was a, a man from South Wales, Tredegar, to be precise. And the report goes that on Thursday, Mr Wynne Baxter, the coroner for London, held an inquiry at the Poplar Town Hall respecting the death of one Frederick Swain, aged 30, a fireman on the steamship John Bright, uh, lately residing in Tredegar in South Wales, who was killed during an affray which took place yesterday morning, so this would be 10th of December 1891, an affray which took place between some English and some foreign seamen outside the Mirror Dock. I imagine that um, Frederick Swain might have described himself as a Welshman if he's living in Tredegar, but anyway, let's not get too hung up on that some of the press reporting is a little loose at times in these in these days as it is now so a stabbing took place at the just outside the mill docks inspector hawkins of k division appeared to watch the case on behalf of commissioners and the three um foreign seamen um who are listed as the as the uh, the perpetrators of the of the crime, the dastardly deeds, shall we say, are three men, all German, so I'm going to try and pronounce their names correctly because the, the press reporting actually misspells this this first uh, man who would actually come back at the end of the story, as uh, who'd actually do time for this. William Zampalier, uh, he's billed here. I've also seen his name spelled Zampaline. William Zampaline, 20, a ship's carpenter. Ludwig Krauser, 17, an assistant engineer, and one Gott, Gottith Skiblo, 27, second engineer, all Prussians. There's a good, there's a good description. Prussians, Germans in modern parlance, but these are Prussians. 
belonging to the steamship Lubenstein, now lying in a milled dock. They have been arrested and charged at the Thames Police Court with the willful murder of the deceased. And that is Mr. Mr. Frederick Swain of, of Tredegar. Now, putting the most simple, a lot, lot of reporting, so I'm going to try and keep it um, reasonably short. Basically, three the three chaps from the uh, the John Bright, Swain, uh, one John Bars, and one other not named, were drinking in the George Pub, which is obviously famous in Mill history, as the former headquarters of Mill Rovers and Mill Athletic for a long time. The George on Glengall Road. Um, they were drinking in there um, on the night of, in question. Um, had about three or four beers, according to this 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 um, report here. They then subsequently go to another pub, the Queen's Public House in Manchester Road. They had some more ale, um, and then back to the George after midnight for four more. So they, they, they've had a skinful, I would say. Um, I, certainly a skinful by my standards. Maybe I don't know how your standards, dear listener, but that, I'd say that's a fair night's drink. I wouldn't be. Uh, much use to anybody after after about eight or nine pints. I haven't done that in many, many years. They come back to the mill docks. I imagine they're going to return back to their ship to 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 sleep it off. Um, where they chance upon the three Prussians, the three Germans, Krauser, Zampelin, or Zampelia as it's spelled here, and Gottif Skiblo. In the simplest of terms, a, a, a scuffle takes place. A blade is wielded by one of the Germans, and Mr. Swain falls to the ground, stabbed and and dies, um, leading to the arrest of the three Germans. Now, I love all these kinds of old-school criminal reports. I mean, obviously, there's nothing new in this world, and there are no there are no new jokes, and there are no new crimes, it seems, dear listeners. So, knife crime then, from the docks, tough, hard areas. Um, Surrey docks, too. All the docks. You, you know this. I know this. Tough, hard areas breed tough, hard men, and the use of blades then was as um, prevalent, perhaps, as um, as it is nowadays. Now, just to move the story on a little bit, I'm looking now at a newspaper, the West Somerset Free Press, dated January the second, eighteen ninety-two. It's reported all over the place. This particular incident, stabbing a fray at the London docks. The prisoners were again. The three Germans are now before the magistrate. At the Thames Police Court, uh, William Zampeline, 20, Ludwig Krauser and Gottlieb Schiblord, um, charged with feloniously killing Frederick Swain of Penarth, Tregar Penarth, by stabbing him in the neck. He stabbed him in the neck. They had representation from the German negation and quite an interesting amount of detail, loads and loads of detail of the night in question, which I find utterly, utterly fascinating. Um, the three um, Englishmen, three the three uh, British sailors, shall we call them, uh, are walking back to the, the 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 docks to get back on their ship. Uh, the three Germans cast here as being sober, not drinking. The three Engl- uh, Brits are have had quite a lot to drink, and a fracas takes place at the gate docks at the docks gate. Um, Zampeline is reported to have said after the after the stabbing. He's the, he's the, I believe he's the knife wielder, Zampeline, um, stabbed him, well, uh, Swain, and called out to him, you have got what you wanted. I almost read that in the, the kind of movie German accent, which I won't do. You have got what you wanted. I nearly did it then, didn't I? Um, this is near to the George, 
uh, a doctor attended. That was Dr. Murray Leslie, who is the George, obviously, was the, the headquarters of Mill Athletic. And William Murray Leslie is interesting as the local doctor on the Isle of Dogs. Um, he's also the first chairman of Mill Rovers Football Club, the very first chairman of the football club he attended. Um, but sadly, Swain died. The upshot of this particular hearing is that Zampoline was judged to have been the man who did the deed. He used a knife. The other two Germans were um, not felt to be culpable and were bailed to be released. Uh, Zampoline was referred for, for trial. And in the spirit of a true detective novel, you want to know how this particular storyline finishes. Zampoline, the stabbing, the George, Dr. Murray, Leslie all involved. Um, I had to do a little bit of searching to find the um, the, uh, the the inquest and verdict, but I did find it for you because I, I know you I know you know this kind of thing. This is from the paper called the the Globe, um, dated eighteen ninety two. The the jury returns a verdict of manslaughter, not murder, but manslaughter against William Zampoline. And the final point in the story being that he was sentenced to eighteen years penal servitude penal servitude which would be in those days uh, there was no treadmill I did a little bit of reading as to what that would have meant it would have meant rock breaking um, hard labor on, on, on digging um, trenches and, and, and um, you know sites generally um, oakum picking may have still been going on which is like fiddly kind of picking fibers from other fibers for 10 12 hours a day um, no laughing party. So Zampelin got 18 years of penal servitude. What became of him inside uh, the, 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 the Nick? No one really knows. Obviously, he's a German national in 1891 with 18 years ahead of him. Um, that may have taken him up to the outbreak of First World War. Who knows what became of him inside. Um, there we are, stabbing a fray at the mill docks, the George East Ferry Road. And a mill figure, Dr. Murray Leslie, who attended the, the scene, um, all part and parcel of that. So I hope you found that as fascinating as I did. I hope I did it justice. It's quite difficult to pick through some of these old reports and make them flow because the language isn't, isn't written in the sensational style that we've all come to expect from our media nowadays. Um, but um, wonderful story and a real insight into life on the island um, a long time ago, and yet somehow... Not so long ago at all. There we are, dear listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this little mishmash show. Um, do if you if 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 you if you want to check out the Mill Supporters Club shop, the MSC Club shop. I'll stick a link in the show notes. Do have a look at our twenty twenty one calendars that we've produced. We need to shift them. I'm hoping to try and get a, um, a donation together for some of the charities. Um, so do log on and have a look. Uh, I beg you. Do buy them, please. Um, if nothing else, it will help you count down the days until the end of Tier 4. Let's hope it's not too long away. So there we are, dear listeners. That's the show today. Um, last one we'll do before the side of Christmas. But we will be back shortly after Christmas Day. Until then, have a very Merry Christmas. Let's have a peaceful um, holiday. I've got much choice because nowhere to go, nowhere to, nothing to do. But until after Christmas break, the listeners, thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirty Millwall. T
Till next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.